Aren't you fed up with calling a business only to reach a voicemail, phone tree, automated system, or worse, someone who sounds busy, bored, or actually annoyed you are calling? I can't believe how many businesses we interact with spend money marketing to drive phone calls and then completely fail at handling those calls. A full-time assistant costs a lot of money, but at a fraction of the cost, Abby Connect provides businesses with a world-class, professional, and courteous team of receptionists specifically trained to take their calls. Based in the 24-7 city of Las Vegas, Abby Connect has been wowing business callers for over 13 years. No wonder they are the highest rated live receptionist service. For our listeners, Abby Connect is offering a no-obligation free, that's free, trial. And after your trial's over, our listeners will also receive $95 off their first bill, but only when you sign up at our special link, abbyconnect.com slash profitfirst. That's abbyconnect.com slash profitfirst. Sign up today to experience the difference. I did have my best night's sleep um, yesterday. Really? Just a solid first night's sleep through the night, total quality, didn't wake up kind of like, where am I type thing. Yeah. But have you ever noticed, have you ever had, there's a thing called sleep paralysis? No. Have you ever, you've never had that? I don't have, think so. Have you ever had it where um you wake up and you jolt or jump, like you're almost falling Yeah, asleep? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So sleep paralysis is the opposite. Sleep paralysis is where you wake up and can't move. Hmm, so you're conscious, conscious, but you cannot move anything. So I've never had it before until about... Two weeks before we we moved into our new house, I remember waking up and I'm like, oh, I'm like, I guess I'm up, and I couldn't move anything. I'm like, and it is terrifying. That's scary. Yeah. Now I've heard of sleep paralysis before this, so I was like, I think I know what's going on here. But you're conscious enough to have thoughts, but you cannot move. And then I wonder now, actually, if it's a dream. Like maybe you're just dreaming yeah. it, and it's not really happening. Which really messes with your mind. Can I tell you a crazy dream? Yeah. It's not really a dream. So it's part. Get a little closer I to the thought microphone. that it was real. Yeah. So um, I woke up the other day and it was this screaming noise. Like I thought a woman yeah. was being murdered. What? I swear to God. I thought a woman was being murdered. And I was like, oh my God, what do I do? And it was like repeating, right? But then when I, I was like, okay, do I call the police? And I was listening for it. And it stopped. So I was like, was that in my mind? Did I make it all up? Or was she dead? So then I like waited a little bit. And in the meantime, I'm like. This is why I should have gotten an alarm system. Like, now yeah. they're after me. Like, they know I heard. And this is why I was able to afford this place because there's murders in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, if I work more shifts at a bar, then I can afford the alarm system. And then um, I was like, well, let me check again. Maybe I can see something. So I looked out and I saw a horse in front of my car. And I was like, that's what the noise was. It was a horse in front of my car. And I was like, I can't wait to tell people that I thought the horse was a woman being murdered. Okay. So then I wake up in the morning and I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) this makes no sense. (laughs) There's no way that there was a horse in front of my car and there's no way that the horse was screaming like a a woman. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So then I like research what kind of animal noise sounds like. I know what it is. Can I guess? Yes. Fox. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it was. (laughs) That will, yeah. So we have fox where we are. Pure terror. Yeah. They're those terrifying animals. Because they're like, ah! And you're like, <laughs> and when you're sleeping and you wake up, like I was like, oh my god, somebody's being murdered. So, um, I thought there was a child being murdered. Yeah. Oh. At our door, and I, I heard the screaming, and I'm like, God, this kid, <laughs> this kid won't die. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, I thought the same thing. I was like, it's weird that they're screaming so repetitively. Right, right. Like that. That's what was going through my mind. <laughs> so, like, something's askew, 
end up being a horse in front of my car. All right, kick us off here, would you? On that note, welcome everybody to the Profit First Podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm Kelly uh, Harris, your co-host. Uh, you gotta wait until you kick it in. Oh. And I gotta say, uh, big show today. Now you can say what you want to say. <laughs> now you can say what you want to say. Uh, I'm Kelsey Ayers, your co-host. And I'm Mike Michalowicz, the uh, host of the show. And uh, you're listening to the Profit First Podcast. It's a show where we talk about all things regarding murders and horses <laughs> and, and, and profitability and profitability and foxes. Uh, and what we're, we're going to do today is we're going to drive profit in your business. Why? Because we have a guest that's coming on who has used Profit First in her business. We're going to learn what's working and what's not. We're going to use it in your business. Just a little more about me because I'm kind of skipping out of script here. I am the author of Profit First, also a brand new book that came out August 21st, which actually came out about a month ago now. Uh, called Clockwork, which is about driving profitability. Don't listen to me. Which is about driving <laughs> efficiency in your business while sustaining profitability. There we go. Yeah, it's possible to have your business run itself. That's what Clockwork's all about. It's at your local bookstore right now, including Amazon, because Amazon's local to everyone. <laughs> all right, Kels, now back to you. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, CastBox, or any podcatcher anywhere. Oh, you threw out a new one, CastBox? Yeah, it's the one I use. I've never heard of that. Yeah. I got everything on Google Play, ProfitFirstPodcast.com. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Because we have like, uh, you can comment and stuff up there and we actually listen to those. Yeah, and ask us questions. We can ask them on the show. So, uh, Kels, before we bring in our guest today, Mm -hmm. um, I do have a question for you. And, uh, oh, here it is. So, it's kind of a continuation of banter. But have you ever bought anything on Etsy? And, assuming you have, what about buying furniture on Etsy? What's your opinion? So, Yes, I've bought a lot of stuff on Etsy. I really like Etsy. <clears throat> and get emotional, I can see. I think that buying furniture is a great option. Yeah. So we went to a um, store. We went to like Raymore Flanagan. Then we went to, there's a thing called Ashley or something right mm-hmm. around here. Yeah. Have you heard of it? Yes. We went there. First of all, the cheesy salespeople. I can't stand it. Cannot stand it. So They we lurk at the door. Literally. Lurk. Look, so if anyone is a furniture salesperson, first of all, I feel for you. Yes. Because we walk in and we, there's almost a sense of desperation and that's what makes it so uncomfortable. They're just lurking, they grab onto you instantly and they're, in their mind, they're like, please buy something. And they stand at the door. So even if you ditch them while you're coming in, when you try to sneak out, they corner you then too. Yeah. And they do the stock walk. Yeah. you, You look at furniture and you just look over your shoulder and behind you about 30 yards back is... Matthew, <laughs> you know, sitting there. And so, whatever. So we, we looked at furniture. We had the uncomfortable sales moment. And so what my wife and I say immediately, we walk in and say, listen, we are just browsing. We will not buy anything today. We don't even have yeah. our credit cards with us. So we're just looking to get ideas. We recognize that this is your job, but our preference is just to look. And if we have a question, we can seek you out. Is that okay? And it's 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 awkward. You have to start a conversation that way because mm-hmm. it's the only type of store... Even car sales people aren't as bad. No. Oh, mattresses are. If you buy a mattress, they're pretty much Well, it's kind of the same premise. Yeah, furniture. Yeah. So we went to Ashley, and we found this one piece of furniture that was a really cool design. The barn doors are now the in thing, the sliding doors. But it had that in a Mm -hmm. unique way where it would either cover the TV or cover cabinets. It was Yeah. Whatever. It was cool. Just the quality was... I I was like, it was... That particle board, yeah, with and like the veneer on top, veneer on top, and you look closely, it's like, it looks like it's wallpaper. Yeah. So I went on Etsy, and there's people that make this stuff, and it's 
pretty reasonable. Yeah. And it's custom. And the reviews are high. Now I'm questioning if I should do it. I don't know. I think maybe. Not questioning in a negative way. Questioning, yeah. like, should I go with Etsy? Yeah. I, I think it has a different feel when it's handmade. Handmade. It kind of a connection to the person who made it. You know that flag in my office, the U.S. flag? Yeah. That's made from a barn that fell down in Tennessee. Mm. Um, and they recovered the wood from the barn, and they made like 5,000 flags out of it or whatever. However many flags make out of a barn. Yeah. Um, and so you're right. There's a connection. There's a story. Yeah. Is there like a big price disparity? It's cheaper on Etsy. Oh, then yeah, no question. There's the irony, or compa- comparable. Yeah. And you can customize it. You can say, here's the dimensions I would like. Oh, yeah. Know, pretty remarkable. And how do they ship it? Is shipping super expensive? They, they dismantle it into the main pieces. They palletize it. Mm. And then you got to assemble like the- Like a freight? Yeah. Mm. Oh, I'll tell you next episode. Remind me. Make a note of this. Something I bought uh, for the house from Etsy uh, that it's just- Pretty cool furniture. It's like something that I've never seen anywhere else. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, that's a, that's a cliffhanger for a couple of weeks from now. All right, um, let's just, uh, I want to thank our corporate partners to make the show a reality. So thanks to Right Networks, Next Eve, and Receipt Bank. You know, let me tell you about Right Networks right now. Yeah. Right Networks gets your current accounting desktop-based system and legacy applications into the cloud so it's easier and more secure, yes, I'm reading this, to share sensitive documents and data with your clients. This new flexibility allows you to cost-effectively grow your business and even reach new geographies. Right Networks knows your reputation's on the line, so go with a solution that is backed by Intuit. Intuit backed it. Oh, wow. Yeah. To learn more, give them a call, 888-469-5905. That's 888-469-5905. One more time, 888-469-5905. That's the number for it now. If you say profit first, it doesn't yeah. say. You still you get, get 10%. Discount. Yeah, I pointed out the other one. You get 10% if you say profit first. Okay. What if you say, I wonder if, if there's like a 15% or out there. If you just start guessing. <laughs> like, whatever you're on the phone, you're like, is I mean, it, that's kind of infinite, though. Is it clockwork? No, we don't have that code. It's like guessing uh, a promo code. Is it Etsy 2, <laughs> Etsy 1? Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Well, what? Have you ever tried to guess the promo yes, code? Yes, all too. the time. Whenever you see that coupon line, yes. you go on the search. Yeah. And it used to be like you could find promo codes pretty easily, but now, now Those coupons they really so lock down. Exactly. And they want you to sign up for the email thing and then, yeah. 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 Frustrating. But you know, it'll actually dissuade me from buying. If I see a coupon link and I can't find the coupon, I'm like, mm, I'll have to I wait. Yeah, it works against them. All right, we got to get to the show of hand here. Yeah. Uh, let me see if there's anything else. Oh, I got to tell a little bit about, more about the format. We're about to interview a guest who's implemented Profit First in her business. At the end of the show, we're going to recap what we learned. Plus, we got some other stuff. Her name is Brittany Connor. Uh, she and I met at a conference uh, or a small event I was speaking at. I think it was EO. Was mm-hmm. it EO? It was, Knoxville. In Knoxville. Yeah. I've been to all the major cities now in Tennessee. Knoxville I had never been to before. Everyone. Did you get to explore it all or no? No. Yeah. Chattanooga did. Chattanooga blew me away. That yeah. city is probably one of my favorite small cities of all yeah. time now. Um, Nashville's unbelievable, but Chattanooga took me away. And Knoxville, I've yet to experience you fully. Beautiful people. Um, so Brittany Connor found her. I met her husband when she found her husband when he was seventeen, and she was seventeen. Um, he's a former U.S. Marine. Thank you for your service, Mr. Connor. And uh, together, I like it. To, it is in this order. They have two dachshunds, Haley and Neener, and they also have two kids, uh, <laughs> Wyatt and Luke. And uh, Brittany has implemented Profit First in her wedding photography business with great success, but there's also been some challenges along the way. We're about to discover it right now. Welcome to our show, Brittany. Welcome, Brittany. Hi. How thank are, you so much. How are you? 
I'm doing great. How about you guys? Good. Good. So I know you live in Knoxville, but better city, Knoxville, Chattanooga, or uh, Nashville? Oh, Knoxville. That was a test. (laughs) Good. If you say anything else. So tell us a little bit about your photography business. What kind of photography business do you have? So I uh, do wedding photography predominantly. I started off doing portrait sessions, but um, 10 years ago I started um, and I shoot about 20 to 35 weddings a year. Oh my gosh. So what, what constitutes wedding photography? That's more than just showing up at a wedding, right? Isn't there... Um, oh gosh, yes. Engagement for so much more. Engagement um, yeah, session, bridal session, but also a lot of back and forth communication because there's a lot of planning that goes along with weddings. So, mm-hmm. and why did you leave the studio work and go exclusively with wedding photography? Um, I love wedding photography because you meet so many people and um, you really see the chemistry between two people and then the merging of two families. Um, there's lots of candid moments and weddings are kind of like a story. So um, it's different than just portraits where you go and take pictures at a, you know, a setting or even in a studio. Um, I get to go a lot of different places and meet so many people and I get to witness, you know, people on their best days. So I love it. Along with those candid moments, there's probably some salacious things that happen, <laughs> right? Do you have any dirty stuff you can share with us? Oh gosh. Um, well, I I notice everything. So I notice when people pick their nose, or oh, <laughs> and that's when the clicker starts cranking. <laughs> Anything, any kind of reactions, I'm drawn to. So I'll just start clicking away. Kids are the funniest. Um, kids yeah. are unpredictable, and they do the funniest things. So I always watch them. You know, th- this is nice sanctioned profit first technique, but I already want to lay one method on you. If you ever have a collections issue for anyone listening in the photography business. Yeah, right? Yeah. Blackmail yeah, the black most bad photos. Said, hey, look at Grandpa digging away at his Nas there. <laughs> yeah, his nose. His Nas. His nose. Was, you know. That's my yeah. Look at the wedgie your mom. We get all the money up front, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm collecting anything. I like your strategy better. So, let, let's go into some of the financial structures because- not everyone listening is familiar with your business. I'm actually not too familiar with wedding photography. Um, what's the cost structure? Like, wh- how do you? What do you bill people? How do you? Uh, um, you said you collect up front, but I want to know the structure of, of your projects. So um, I guess the price. Do you want to know the pricing? Is yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I guess I always tell people if if you're going to get a good wedding photographer, you're probably going to spend anywhere from twenty five hundred to five thousand dollars. So it's uh, big chunks of money, um, and lots of different products come with it, such as wedding albums, or you can add on a second photographer. Um, you can add on hours on the day. You can add on sessions. Um, so. I guess the different packages. My packages range from twenty five hundred to forty five hundred. Okay, and this is very helpful. So, the the um, the you said the day. So that's the wedding day of itself. But you also mentioned earlier on that there's engagement parties and stuff like that. That that's additional above and beyond this twenty five hundred to forty five hundred, right? Well, in in different packages, um, like an engagement session comes with. Um, the package. However, if you want to 
order any prints or anything separate from that, or even the digital files uh, for the session, then you'll have to, that's above and beyond. Gotcha. And so you, you as the photographer taking the pictures, I assume you're editing the pictures. um, Yeah. And even, are you even assembling the, the photo albums to some degree to give them a sequence of events or how's that work? So, yeah, um, album, album design, we actually design it. Uh, I design it on my computer and then they get to proof it and make changes. So it is a process. Okay. Um, and I want to know, what was your business like? I know you implemented Profit First. I was high-fiving you at, at the Knoxville event once I heard about your story. But tell me prior to doing it, what were the financials like? Oh gosh, financials. <laughs> That's a big word <laughs> whenever you're creative um, or lack thereof, really. I mean, I didn't I didn't really have a system. I, I just did exactly what you said in the book. I, I looked at my account and said, oh yay, $10,000 in there. So I have $10,000. Yeah. Um, and then tax time, it always felt... I was mad about, you know, when I had to pay sales tax because on any of the products that I sell, I have to pay sales tax. So I would be like, oh gosh, I owe, you know, anywhere from 500 to a thousand or even two or $3,000 in sales tax. Um, And because that was in my main account, I would get mad about it because it's my money. So just so our listeners know, when, when we experience that, when the money for taxes comes out of our account, there's an experience called loss aversion and loss aversion is once we possess something, we get upset. It triggers us that it's taken away. For example, um, wave a bit of candy in a kid's face and they'll try to reach for it and they'll scramble for it, but give them the candy and then take it out of their hands and watch out because you're about to get bitten. You know, that's the response. So what I'm hearing- That's exactly how I felt. I mean, I I would feel like, oh gosh, like this is taking money from me. And really, it really wasn't my money. It's, I'm just a pass through, but- Right. It would make sense. Yeah. Okay. So that's called being a human being. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you qualify. That's our first test. <laughs> so, okay. So before, so were you kind of surviving check by check or, or what was the finances like? Were, were you taking home any money from the photography business? Oh, definitely. Um, I tried it. So a few years, well, not a few years back, probably two or three years into it, I started paying myself a set amount and trying to live off that set amount. But of course, um, I was freely spending on photography gear like that was like oh well I had this money and Amazon Prime was it you know just buying any kind of gear that I wanted anything um photography wise not realizing that I'm taking out of my own pocket at the same time so so what happened with the with the money you're taking was it sporadic or what was that like Um, so my paychecks were not, my paychecks were always, um, a set amount every week I would pay myself and that's how I would pay my personal bills. Um, but it wasn't in any kind of like structured accounts or, um, you know, whenever I needed, when, when we needed to go on vacation or something like that, like I would just take it out of my photography account. Right. That wasn't, you know, like that's all my money. That's how I felt. Yeah. So then you, you discover profit first. What were the changes you've made in your business and what's been the impact? Oh my goodness. It has been huge. Like when I met you, I was so excited because um, I think every creative out there who hates all of the financials and back end work, they need to read profit mm-hmm. first. 
because um, it makes you realize that you either A, need to grow your revenue um, or B, just structure it differently so you have peace of mind. That's the biggest thing for me is the peace of mind. Like when I pay sales tax, I pay sales tax literally on the first of every month and I get excited about it because... Yeah. Um, used to, I used to have all these late fees cause I would be mad about paying it and put it off yeah. until like the state of Tennessee was calling me and saying, Hey, um, if you don't pay this, we're going to like take your house, which is so funny. But, um, I mean, they don't really, they send you letters like that right away. As soon as you're late, they're like, Hey, I'm going to take your house. <laughs> um, which is crazy. But, um, now I, I have it set aside an account in, in a specific account. So you told us to do the five accounts, but I also have a sales tax account. Nice. Yeah. And so I just, every time that I book a wedding and I know that I have a specific amount of sales tax, I just put it in there right away. And so for that particular month, I pay it and it like, I'm excited about it. I'm like, yep, check. I can do that. And I have the money That's and it's not being taken away from me. You know? So great. So, let me make sure I understand. So, uh, say a, a wedding gig comes in for three thousand dollars. That'd be within your range. You take a percentage of that uh, and put in sales tax. What is the percentage? How, how much do you take out of that? Um, well, the percentage is nine point seven five. That's the percentage for my local. Wow, that's serious. Yeah, yeah. So, um, how long have you lived in New Jersey? It's not off the top number. It's off of the products in, in the package, which you have to invoice separately for tax purposes. You can't, like I can't invoice for a service and a product without sales taxing the entire thing. If yeah. yeah, that's actually, it depends on your state, depends on the law. Um, so, so, okay, so you take roughly 9.7%, we'll say 10%. So if 3,000 came in, came in you take $300 roughly, put it in your sales tax. What do you do with the remaining $2,700? So then I split it up into my accounts. Um, gosh, I have to get, let me get my notebook out. Oh, I love it. Now we're getting to the numbers. <laughs> Bring it. Yeah. So every, actually, every time I, I book a wedding, I like list out their, um, their name and then I put my profit, which is, I always do 5%. Nice. Um, let's see. Owners draw 50%. Nice. Operating expense 30 and then taxes 15. So operating expense is 30% and taxes yeah. 15%. And that- so I actually, I take the sales tax off the top First. before I calculate my percentages. Yeah. And that's the right way to do it because, you know, we, you you said it early on, Brittany, like it's our obligation. We are effectively agents for the government. Like when we collect that money, it, it was never our money. So when you sell a project, it looks like it's a $3,000 project, but really the government requires you charge $300 above your project. So the project's a $2,700 project with 300 built in. That's for the convenience of the customer, but you're an agent effectively. So I love that. So you take that out first. With the remaining 2700 you run these percentages and that 15% tax now is is for your income tax, right? Right. Okay. Right. So I'm going to smile next year whenever I pay that. Because <laughs> I started this in January. So it's, I mean, I'm excited. There's a lot of truth to that. I just, uh, sadly, I just had to pay quarterlies today. And uh, it feels good, though. It feels good. Like, 
I, I've reserved the money properly. There's actually a little bit extra left over. It feels really good. Um, and I avoid loss aversion. So, okay. So 5% profit, um, 50% owner's pay. What are you doing with those accounts? Like, let's start off with profit. Is the money accumulating? Have you used it? How's that working? Yeah. So I, I do exactly what you said. I take 50%. The money is accumulating. Um, and I've gone on, um, dates with my husband nice. and then we're sleeping cause we're going to Disney world in October, taking our two what? babies. Oh, how exciting. Now, when, you say, yeah, when you say the two babies, you're not talking about the dachshunds, right? Talking- <laughs> no, they are old. My dachshunds are old ladies. They're 14 and 13. Oh, they were our first babies, but, um, they are, they are, they will be happier on the couch than in Disney. <laughs> totally. So you're taking your family to Disney on the business. Uh, you've taken your husband out for dates on the business. What's your husband's response to this? Well, he loves anything where that makes me less stressed. Yeah. So um, he's, you know, I've, I've told him about it and he, I mean, he's not an entrepreneur. He's a police officer now. So um, he doesn't, he doesn't really like risk as far as businesses and stuff. Yeah. And so, um, he's just happy when I'm happy. So he's. Happy. <laughs> and let, let's talk about the stress level. How's the stress level changed from a year ago till this year of doing profit first? Oh my gosh, I can't even explain it. Like I literally want to cry because um, when you don't know where your money is going, or you don't know. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's right Please share. This is so important. Seriously, the stress of, of not knowing, you know, can I pay my bills and my sales tax and then the tax is going to come due the next year. That is serious. That is um, a lot of reason why people go like a lot of my friends that are in photography for a long time, they end up quitting. And I'm pretty sure it's because they get so far behind on all of their, you know, their bills, their tax bills. I've had friends who, you know, literally had to, you know, take out a loan to pay their tax bill. Um, it's serious. And we're, we're so tiny. And I went to, uh, the Tennessee department of revenue a few years back when I owed money. And I said, why are you guys going after the small people? Like we are so small, you know, he said, well, it's easier to go after the small people than it is the big people. And, and I said, great, you know, so that and literally patted me down to go in there. So obviously like people go in there angry and upset and stressed. And, um, I know that feeling. So like to have a system that is simple, Oh my gosh. It sounded a little complicated. I was like mm. five accounts. Like, and even my husband was like, do you have to really open five accounts? And I was like, I'm going to do it just like you said. And, um, and then, but once you get it going, it's like, I can't wait to allocate the money because yeah, yeah. I can get more money. Like before I didn't even pay myself this much. So you're paying yourself more now. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. The stress is, Maybe it's not permanently gone, but it sounds like it's been diminished tremendously. You're paying your taxes on time. Um, has your income skyrocketed, like, or is it something else? So my, I I am more motivated by 
numbers. So before I thought I was killing it when I had, you know, money in the bank, like lots of money because we have a seasonal business. So, I mean, some Mays, I would, you know, May in the year, I would start getting paid, you know, or my bank account would grow to 20 and $30,000 from nothing. And, um, that is a lot of responsibility. And when you see that, and whenever you've had like a dry season, you know, like we have an off season, um, that's exciting. And then you think, Oh, I can spend all this money. But with profit first, you just know that it's going to be allocated. And then the money that you do have from profit and owner's draw, you can spend that and it's okay. (laughs) Amazing. And, um, and then you can also save for the off season. So you are prepared. And then also when you're not, um, when you're not making it, you're making your numbers or like, to me, it's helped me say, okay, I need to grow my revenue because even though I have all this money in, the, in my account, it's not necessarily mine. Right. This is for operating expense. This is for taxes. This is for all these things. Like right now, my actual like owner's draw, like I said, oh, I need to like ramp up some things because I need to be able to pay my bills soon. Um, so but I have thousands of dollars in my account, you know, whereas before I would go, Oh, I'm good. Right. I don't need to do anything because that money wasn't allocated. And now when I look, I know yeah. that's the best part is I don't have to guess. I don't have to say, Hmm, do I, I'm going to owe this person an album or I'm going to, um, I'm going to need to pay these taxes. Like I, I just look at my accounts and it's all allocated already. Like it's amazing. One thing I started asking recently, Brittany, and I'm curious applies to you, is um, the service quality you're providing to your customers. Has that even improved? And the reason, and how I'm kind of positioning is this, is what I'm hearing is your stress has been vanquished to a great degree. Uh, Can you concentrate more on your customers to even provide a higher quality service now that you're taking your profit first? Oh, yeah. Well, you're motivated even more to make more money. And so... I mean, the bottom line is if you have happy clients, they're going to talk about you all day long. So um, the more you can make your clients happy and the better service you can give them, the more money you're going to make. So what's the next challenges you're facing in your business? So I'm actually starting a new business. Um, Yes, yes. I'm so excited. It's um, assistant, virtual assistants for photographers. Oh, so Smart. I remember yeah. mentioning this when we were when we met up down in Tennessee. So freaking smart. But so tell us more about this. I'm so excited. So it's um one of the biggest my, my dad always said if you can solve a problem, you will never um be broke. Like if you can solve people's problems. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what is the biggest problem besides financial stuff has been in my business? And it is communication when you're doing a creative work. I think Kelsey has said on previous podcasts that you're you're creative. Yep. Yeah. So if you're creative, you hate the office work, right? Yeah. The mundane, the like I have to communicate via email and it's constant and you know, all this paperwork. Like when you're creative, you just want to focus on the creative work. Yeah. And into that zone is so hard to switch, you know, it's different sides of your brain. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, 
it's called Photographer's Assistant. And uh, photographersassist.com, you can check it out if you want. But um, it's really, we take care of your email and we book clients for you. And this business is just in the startup phase? Are you ready, are you ready to take on clients oh, today? It's, it's just in the startup phase. We have two clients. Um, I literally just started the website the, like this past week. Oh, this is awesome. And you can service businesses yeah. anywhere in the U.S., I presume. Yes. So I, I'm, I'm willing to help any photographers in the U.S. And we already know client management systems for photographers. Um, yeah, it's just so cool. And it's specifically for photographers because I know what photographers need. And I know that we're control freaks. <laughs> like, and are you applying profit yeah. first to this new business too? So this is crazy. I am planning like in my goals, like profit first is in my goals. Nice. Like, nice. Yes. And it, it's helping me see like, Oh yeah. Well, whenever I'm at $300,000 in revenue, really revenue doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Right. Um, I mean, you do want to have a lot of revenue, but if it's not allocated properly, then like how much are you really making? So you are nailing it. You're nailing it. <laughs> oh, no, you're nailing no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, Brittany, this has me so excited because you know there are photographers listening right now and they will use your services, I think, in part because you are profitable. Because you're profitable, you can serve them extremely well. You don't, you know, you're not stressing over paying your team, so you have a very dependable team now. Plus, you can guide them on profit first. Yeah. Oh well, that's exactly. I was trying to think about you know what kind of content that I, what kind of content can I put out there that is like something that's relevant, like something that yeah. people would actually use. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna write a blog post about profit first Hallelujah. because. You need you need a system, and photographers are terrible at financials and back end and all of that because we want to be focused on our clients and our our actual work, like the the artistry of it, the photos, um, the editing. Um, we don't want to be focused on or really stressed about our financials or. I say email. I mean, that's that's what we're going to be doing is how many people like out there have like 50,000 text messages and mm -hmm. different avenues of communication. So they, they Facebook message you, they, they DM you on Instagram, and then they text message you, and then you also get emails. Yeah. How overwhelming. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. Don't you cringe then when you get them sometimes? Because you're like, oh. Yeah. I just want to finish editing yeah. this thing. Right, you're in the middle of a project. Kelsey's a creative too. She does jewelry design. Um, yeah. Yeah. What we're actually. Well, how many times do you want to stop and like stop what you're doing? And and I mean, clients are important, so you have to communicate with them. Right. But some people use email, like text messages. Yes. Right. Yeah. No. So it's so like they ask you one question and you're like, oh gosh, can we have a whole, all the questions? And it's kind of hard to, to deal with, especially like I have a family, so I can really literally be on my email all the time and feel like I've not gotten anything done. Yeah. Yeah. We're at the top of the hour, so we got to get going. But before we let you go, um, what's one sage advice now you've gone through the profit first experience. I'm sure there's people listening right now that 
they don't think they maybe they're skeptical. Maybe they don't know how to get started. Maybe they think kind of like your husband and you were discussing. It's just too much. Any tip or advice you have to get people started on this? Yes. Um, call your bank right now. Like I I literally have like talked it up to a bunch of my friends and, um, I asked them when I see them, Hey, did you, did you open your accounts yet? And they're like, no, well, whenever we're out to lunch, I'm like, call your bank right now. Oh, you're sitting there like staring them down with the cappuccino. (laughs) Yes. Yes, Because if you don't take action, then uh, like we're already in month six. Like, if I wouldn't have taken action in January, I probably wouldn't be taking action now because I'm in the middle, you know, the thick of the season. Um, But if you're in the thick of the season, there's no better time to get started. Just open your accounts right now because it's going to take a couple weeks for you to get your debit cards. That was one of the biggest challenges I had was waiting for all of that and trying to figure out in the meantime, you know, how to structure my money. But open your accounts right now. Just call your bank, call research online banks. Um, I used ally and they were incredible. I could open five accounts online right away. Bank. Yep. You know, so I don't know, Brittany, if you know this, maybe you heard it in prior episodes, but Kelsey in the off hours has our spy recorder. She goes, she just travels and follows people that are going to be guests on the show it's to capture part of my job. Yeah. She's captures the conversation. So we actually have a conversation. I don't know if you knew this. Kelsey was recording you talking with one of your friends at lunch and your friend said, um, I don't, I don't think I have time to do it. And here's your response. Do it. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. So I couldn't believe how manly you sounded. Yeah. You get angry, Brittany. <laughs> you get angry. Hey, I that that was exactly me. <laughs> before, see, see, it's proof. Uh, before we let you go, Brittany, we want you to share details on your business. So, give us uh, a little info about both your photography business. So, anyone's having a uh, photo shoot need can hire you, and also, again, your uh, photo photography assistant business. Can you give us some more details and links? Yeah. So, I, I am Brittany Connor. Um, I just go at brittanyconnor.com and it's C O N N E R. And um, I do wedding photography in Knoxville, Tennessee. And I will travel um, to Nashville, Chattanooga, um, neighboring cities. And I'm on Instagram at, at Britt, B R I T C O N R. And then also, I'm starting Photographer's Assistant, and it's photographersassist.com. Beautiful. So we'll have that in our show notes. Listeners, listen up. Go and check out what Brittany's got going on. There's a lot you can learn about her business and her success. Plus, you may just want to hire her. She's going to be amazing for you because she's profitable. Mm-hmm. All right, Brittany, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Brittany. Hey, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate, appreciate you too. You. All right, um, Kelsey, give me a punch quick. <clears throat> there you go. <laughs> Uh, we got to improve the beginning. You know, we mess up the beginning a little bit. <laughs> I'm playing the music. You're talking. It's We got to clean that up. We but should practice. We should practice. We actually should. Is that, we're probably the only podcast that actually needs to practice. Um, so here's what we're going to do. We are going to um, recap what we learned from Brittany. We want to know what you learned, too. Kind of the big takeaway. Um, we have a shout-out and listener mail, and um, we want to thank our corporate partners. So uh, punch me one more time. <laughs> I want to thank our corporate partners, Right Networks. You heard about them. Also, Nextiva, it's a voice over IP phone system, the best in the West and the East. Nextiva, <laughs> it rhymed until it didn't. And then Receipt Bank. Like, oh, that's horrible. <laughs> they're great. And then Receipt Bank scanning all those receipts that are piling up, get them right to your accounting system to sync up uh, and reconcile unautomatic. All right, Kels, um, 
do we have listener mail or shout out? Or yeah, what, what sure. Do, what do we we actually have both. You've got mail. Pattern baldness. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this one's kind of long and convoluted, but it comes from Peter Hart. <laughs> I'm sorry. Even how you said it, it's kind of long and convoluted. <laughs> okay. Go. I don't understand the tax tap. We are in the zero to 250000 range in an S-corp that pays me a W-2 salary. If we had $200,000 in real revenue, the tax should show 30000 at the end of the year. The owner salary is on target. It should show 100000 the profit should be ten thousand. The total individual tax on one hundred ten thousand is thirty three thousand, absent any deductions and for an individual. But this would have already been withheld from the salary checks, except yeah. for the twenty eight hundred dollars for profit portion. So I don't see why we are allocating fifteen percent to tax. Now, if the S corp only paid IRS profit distributions and no W two amounts, it would make more sense. You would need to put that in about thirty thousand in quarterly estimated tax payments. Yeah, so that's a, that's a tough. It sounds like a very tough question, and uh, I think one of the dangers here, Peter, and anyone listening in that that's facing challenges in, in addressing tax with profit first, we, we add complexity where it's not necessary. Here's the rule with an S-corp or C-corp. The government will take your uh, tax allotment out of your paycheck, and you're mandated as a business owner to take uh, a paycheck. This money that's being reserved is a reimbursement to you, meaning... You're going to pay taxes out of your tax check, but at the end of the quarter, the company's going to do a distribution back to you to reimburse you for the taxes. And you'll see that 15% worked out. 15% worked out because. Percent. Percent. <laughs> the 15% worked out because you had 33000 you had to pay, and there's $30,000 in the tax count. So we may need to adjust the percent a little bit, <laughs> maybe by 1% or 2% to nail it, but you were, you were pretty spot on. So it's a reimbursement. You still pay taxes out of your paycheck. And then the company gives you that money back as a refund, if you will. Talk with your accountant. Those aren't the exact words you use, but that's how it functions. If you have an LLC, LLP, hybrid, sole proprietorship, those type companies, the company can just pay your taxes for you. Just make sure you have the right percent assigned. Okay. <laughs> uh, do we have a shout out too? I forgot. Yeah, we do. What is that? This one comes from Jay Barshop on iTunes. He says, Mike, any feedback? I'm sorry. I don't know why that came up. That was Ruby Tan. <laughs> Mike and his guests provide some incredibly actionable and compelling content on how to become a better entrepreneur and, more importantly, a better overall person. Highly recommend listening and subscribing to the Profit First podcast if you want to knowledge and mindsets to build an all-around healthier relationship with how you operate your business. Jay Barshop, bringing yeah. it. Thank you. Jay Barshop. Where was iTunes. I was on iTunes. Yeah. Jay Barshop, you are the man or woman. We don't know. Because yeah. it could be Jeanette Barshop. It could be Ambiguous. Jim Barshop. Could be any. I mean, it could be any. It starts with a J. Yeah, so we could go it. on forever. Yeah, exactly. What if, what <laughs> if Jay Barship? What if that's the last initial, the last letter in their name? Like, what if I went by E. McCallowitz, but it's the E from Mike? Is it the last letter in Mike that I chose? That'd be kind of stupid. <laughs> no, but <laughs> it's just challenging the norm, Kels. <laughs> this I thought I met this woman in uh, my Florida gig last Friday. She loves you. She's like, <laughs> I love your podcast. I'm like, Oh, what's your favorite part? She's like. Not, I love your podcast that you're on with Kelsey. <laughs> Kelsey's my favorite. She was lauding about you. That is very sweet. And she loves that you Incredibly bust my chops sweet. so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. She can bust them with me if she wants. <laughs> um. All right, Kelsey. Is there anything else we gotta do? Yeah, oh, we what have we learned? Takeaways. Yeah. What was your takeaway? My overall takeaway is, um, I think the beautiful thing about Profit First is it allows people like Brittany to continue to do work that kind of sings to their soul you can yeah. tell how much she 
loved doing this wedding photography. I mean, you could yes. feel it. She just loved it. it. It fulfilled her in a way that, you know, probably a job at some corporate setting wouldn't do for her. And so having this system allows her to continue to do that and continue to bring joy so she doesn't resent the business. She doesn't resent her clients. And now she's taking a step forward and recognizing those pain points that exist for her and trying to help other people in that same position. It's just beautiful. It's beautiful. You know, she didn't, like, explain the angles of photography she takes, how she's a superior at editing and the beautiful presentations, but I want to hire her. Right, right. right. And I think what that points to is that I think a lot of hiring decisions when it comes to a vendor is simply on a transfer of trust. Mm -hmm. Very authentic. She loves her craft. Um, I love that she was willing to get emotional too and share like how tough it is when you love what you do, but it is also crushing your soul financially. Here's what really hit home though. It kind of sickens me, but I also get it when she went in and confronted the tax man and he says, oh, it's easier to get money from small people. How sick is that? It's sick, but it's true. I know. It is true. So I think here's the response to that. I think Brittany, if she so chooses, has to become one of the big businesses because she now has the method to get there. And now she can talk to taxmen and say, listen, how unfairly you t- treat small businesses. I'm going to show you how to treat a big business. I think I, I, I think we can complain and fight against as much as we want as little business owners, but we're still the small guy. We don't have the financial strength of these large companies. But I think we have the ability to grow to one of those large companies and bring back kind of ethical and responsible tax and financial you know, componentry yeah, as a big business. Agreed. So Plus, I think just having ownership of your money, it, it gives you a different kind of, I don't want to say like stature against them. It gives you a different yeah, feeling where you totally own does. your money. You, you are complete control of it. It's not this thing, and they're not this thing that controls you, you know? Yeah, I love that. And I love what her father said, too, is if you can solve someone else's problem, you'll always make money. Yeah. Hmm. Smart. Um, anything else I got to talk about, Kelsey? Because I'm all over the place here with my agenda. Uh, Kelsey oh. says something that's not funny. Uh, <laughs> Mike, <laughs> listener mail. Leave. Oh, I think that we're good. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Everybody, leave us a comment and ratings on iTunes, Stitcher, ProfitFirstPodcast.com, or any podcatcher anywhere. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And we, listen, we want more success stories. We want more challenging stories. We want to start hearing more and more from people who are implementing Profit First. Actually, you're going to start seeing a shift in our show over time. We're still going to bring in experts. We're going to try to bring them in as guest hosts a little bit more and then have people you know, present what they're doing with Profit First in their own small businesses. So when I get yours on the show, yeah. we want you. You can email Kelsey. That's K-E-L-S-E-Y at Profit First Professionals, but also Kelsey at MikeMikalowitz.com. Either yeah, one. Or. Either or. Good luck spelling Mikalowitz. <laughs> I would go with ProfitFirstProfessionals.com. And just tell her uh, your story. We'll pre-interview you. Make sure you got the pizzazz for this type of show. And then uh, maybe we'll bring you on. Here's the deal. Yeah. We started an organization, Kelsey, now four years ago called Profit First Professionals with one specific mission in place. And it just, you can feel it now. It's palatable. Like it is really starting to have a big impact. Um, Profit First Professionals was designed specifically to eradicate entrepreneurial poverty. What, what Brittany was experiencing and perhaps what you may be experiencing in your business now. How do we do it? We have engaged 270-ish plus profit-first professionals on a global level. Some of them specialize in specific niches, and they use the profit-first method. They more than just help you implement it. They live it in their own business. They roll it out for their clients, and they can guide you. So if you want to drive profitability in your business, 
Go to ProfitFirstProfessionals.com, click on Find One. We'll hook you up with someone, and let's take your business to the next so level. Anything else you want to say, Chief? Nope. All that's right. It. Let's get out of here. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Go put down some flooring, would you? <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> yeah.